Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF Advice Show. That's right. We are back, and get, the original gang is back. We got Helena, a 1,500-year veteran podcaster. Yes, Seems that way, doesn't it, Helena? Yeah. Uh, we got Nikki here, the only one qualified to really be on this show, because look <laughs> at all our initials, her name there. Okay, so what's LCSW? So I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm a licensed mm. drug and alcohol counselor, certified drug and alcohol counselor. Mm. And who is the one drinking tonight? I that would be me with my <laughs> my half. So I went to a party this weekend. So I've never seen the show Letter Kenny on Hulu, but my friends like you got to watch it before you come to the party because that's our theme of the party. So they give out these like little coasters that say puppers. So I was like, it's just really cute. <laughs> What's inside here, actually? Oh, Land Shark. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. What's beer, Land Shark? Okay. Is that a beer or yeah. wine? Yeah, it's beer. Beer. Wine yeah. in a bottle. What, yeah. That tells you the last time I drank wine, I think that it's like we get our own personal bottles of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Mini bottles. I don't drink so, I so guys, to. before we get started tonight, we have a lot of questions from listeners. What we do in this show is we answer questions from listeners. Uh, Helena and Nikki are here and I am here. We just These are non-horse questions. So if you're one of those purists that bust Jamie and I's chops when we don't talk about horses sometimes, then turn this off because you don't want to hear this. This is about life stuff. It's about other stuff. Some of it's serious, some of it not so serious. Uh, but and And we just caution you that you're not paying for this advice. So it's probably worth about that right there. So keep that in mind. Please seek professional help. Nikki will tell you that. Seek professional help. Yeah, she's a professional, but you're not paying her either. So um, maybe you ought to seek some real professional help for any of these, whether it's an accountant, bookkeeper, or psychotherapist, uh, one or the other. Uh, but first, before we get started, Jennifer bought me this in Fort Worth when we were in Texas. It's Savvy Saiyans, True Wisdom from the Real West. So, Helena, pick a page between 1 and 70. 33. 33. Pick a number between 1 and 10. 3. But, Glenn, Man's now, before you read it, you have to do an accent. You can't not, not do a cowboy <laughs> accent. That, them's the rules. I don't, know, I don't think I can do a cowboy accent. <laughs> <laughs> Do not tamper with the natural ignorance of a greenhorn. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. How? What's tampering <laughs> with someone's ignorance look like? It's a sorry cow hand that'll ride the sore-backed horse. That's true. <laughs> that's a cowboy saying right there. Glenn likes his new book, doesn't he? I do. <laughs> I love my new book. I'm going to find an answer for every one of these questions in the book. I feel and like the back noise should be like, you know, raw high or drifting along with the tumbling yeah. tumbling or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? They gave us sounds now in, in StreamYard. Um, here's Daydreaming. That's not working. <laughs> That's not cowboy. No. How about Into that. Space? I use Daydreaming for one of my voiceovers. I like that one. How about rock? No. No? No. Okay. What else you got? All right. That's not much. <laughs> I, I'm going to play DJ next time, okay? Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, their, their music choices aren't great here on uh, StreamYard. I don't know what that one was. <laughs> so, all right. Let's. Oh, we have a whole bunch of comments already. I didn't um, even see those. Oh, you can oh, comment, hi, by the way. Catherine's here. Cat from Virginia. Thanks for putting the show on. Rachel from Nevada. Hey, Rachel. 
All right. You wanted to get to questions? Let's get to questions. I'm not going to use the people's names out of uh, security purposes. Um, but uh, Anonymous said, how do you handle the pressure? Oh, I love how do you handle the pressure of visiting family far away with the desire for having a staycation, especially around the holidays? In other words, she goes on to explain, go get further, but the bottom line is, how do you not go home for the holidays and get away with it so you're happy when you're home and quiet and no noise? And How do you get away with that without everybody feeling all uh, like you should be here and guilt-tripping you? Well, I think that's the worst part, right? Because it's kind of like, you know, you, we try to reward people for taking a break, taking vacation, relaxing, and then you have family going, but we're going to miss you this Thanksgiving, but such and such is coming, but oh, please, why don't you come out? And it really is, puts people in a very difficult situation. And I always side with what's going to be best for you, because you're not going to make everybody happy, right? If you go, you're not happy. (laughs) If you're, you know, you do not go, somebody's going to be disappointed, but you know, it really means about your health and your mental health. And, you know, sometimes it is sitting out for the holidays. If you were sick, if you were anything else, you would say, I'm sick, I can't come. But we struggle with saying, I just don't feel like coming this week, (laughs) this year. I'm going to stay home. I'm going to stay home because I want to stay home. And because we're afraid of the shame, we're afraid of the guilt. And, but I think it's really important that people hear our voices and respect our boundaries when we just can't make that trip because it is really becomes down where I think the person says like they use most of their, their PTO to go, you know, to their families and they don't have really any left, you know, to take care of themselves. And so I just think we really have to start letting our family know we love you. I, we're going to send gifts, but this year we're going to stay home and stay close, you know, stay around the area. And maybe offer an alternative, something that's a little less uh, has a little less pressure. I mean, the holidays are full of lots of pressure and obligation, and it's a tough time to travel. Things are expensive. Sometimes you feel like if you show up at someone's house, you're obligated to show up with a gift or, you know, make some food or whatever. And who, who's got time to do that? So and maybe traveling has not gotten maybe. easier. Has no, it? <laughs> no, no. So you know, I I can't make it this year, or. I really need some downtime. Like some, I try not to go with a negative phrase. I try to mm-hmm. say, I really need my downtime or I need this or I need that. And, you know, so it's not going to be possible this year, but what if we meet you after New Year's or we get together, you know, for whatever, February, something that's a little bit less, um, that's filled with a little less pressure. Hey, Jennifer, freaking Helena's not coming at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there and I'm only bringing four suitcases this time. <laughs> well, I think also you make a point, Helena. I mean, it's expensive. Yeah, you know, gas prices right now, even to go locally places, you know, it's it's not the same. And it, it is sometimes so much pressure to put on like get everything right for Christmas, get the gifts, get this, and you know, and then travel. And you're like, I just had enough already. <laughs> I'm done. I'm tapped out. We did this years ago because we can't, and we have an excuse. We don't like snow, and it's winter when it's Christmas. So we stay in Florida and say, look, if you want nice weather, come to see us. The Cowboys have a saying for this. You ready? The man who apologizes when there ain't no need knows something you don't. I don't really like that one very much. You think that's funny? But he got a little bit because he got a little bit. Ain't no need, so it's getting there. The the John Wayne esque is getting. By when you were an actor, can you turn it on a little bit more? Maybe that would make it more interesting. 
<laughs> All right, next one. Uh, I started a new job in a field I've been in for 10 years. On my first day, someone said to me, oh, you're the new trainer. We need you. During the phone interview, the manager mentioned that they'd appreciate me helping with new people. While I don't mind, I didn't apply for a training position. Later on that shift, it became quite apparent that I've got the most experience of anyone there. So basically, the, the situation is you get hired for one thing, but it turns out to be another. And haven't we all been there? Right, Alina? Oh, Alina gosh. knows exactly which one I had. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. And this happens everywhere, especially in the horse industry. Especially if you're good at what you do, you very quickly be, get promoted without compensated. Or you're good at multiple things and they find that out and all of a sudden you're not doing what you were hired to do. But that's the thing you really wanted to do. It's why you applied for the job, right? Yeah. She said later on in the shift, it became apparent that she's got the most experience. So I think that early on in this job that it's, it's give it a week or two and then maybe have a conversation. You're probably going to check in with your boss at some point and here, you know, she's going to say, you know, how are things going? Here's what we like. Maybe here's where you could improve. Um, geez. But maybe that's the opportunity to say, you know, I think maybe this is a little bit below my pay grade or I can I can be of greater value to the business in this role. What do you think? So I guess turn it into what you're talking about, what your value is to the company or to the business or the barn and see what kind of feedback you get from your boss. Yeah. And I would agree with that. It's also, I think it's also great. Again, we get back to boundaries, right? And like, you know, I was hired for this role. I don't mind taking on, you know, this other role that maybe that you need help with, but also compensation, right? Because I think a lot of jobs, what they do is they're like, oh, you excel in this. So we're going to give you this job a little bit and we're going to push you here. And we're going to push you there to kind of get more bang for their buck. And I, you know, it's an economy. We don't blame many people, but also becomes where you get taken advantage of, right? Becomes where it's like, well, I signed up for this job. This was my role. And now I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and not being compensated for the skill set that I have. So, I mean, it's also a good thing to say, like if, if the trainer position is something that maybe pays more or ha- there's a more incentive to say, Hey, listen, I, I went through this, been helping with training. You know, I'm looking at kind of being, yeah, well, to be compensated for training other trainers, even though it's because it's not my role or this is not my role. I have to step back into my role that I was hired for um, because this is not, it's not what I signed up for. Yeah. I what think do you that's think, about it for that. I think that, oh, I can't say anything more than that. I mean, that's just, or you suck it up. I mean, the, you've got those choices, right? Um, and if you think it's going to affect your job and you want to keep your job, you have to suck it up. You know, much choice. Uh, and it depends what they say when you approach them, too. They could just say, well, you, you know, sorry, you're going to do everything. And then, you know, you have the option to leave. Have um, you heard about this trend called quiet quitting? Mm. Would you just ghost them, not show up and just... No, it's quiet quitting. It's setting your boundaries in the Mm -hmm. workplace. Um, So instead of... I mean, remember, Glenn, when we were coming up, climbing up through the ranks, the corporate ranks, you know, if you left at five o'clock, that was a half a day. You know, if you weren't there by midnight oil and trying to climb the corporate ladder and kiss somebody's butt and go the extra mile every single day, that's how you kept your job. Not how you progress, but that's how you kept your job. And so today there's this, they've 
setting your boundaries and saying, I work from nine to five. I take my break. (laughs) I don't take calls on weekends. I'm not going above and beyond my 40 hours a week or whatever the scope of my job is. I'm going to stay within that box of my job description. And so these bosses and these hiring managers are essentially firing people if they don't work outside the scope of their job description. So they, and they're, they use the word quiet quitting because the employee is essentially quitting without saying anything. They're simply sticking to their boundaries or within their boundaries. And so it's this whole, it's all over the news media and discussing the culture of the economy of the corporate economy mm-hmm. and how that's starting to change with this quiet quitting trend. I think it's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, somebody, I mean, I like, I know we've all worked in corporate at one time or another. And I think too, it's like, yeah, you had that was expectation. You didn't just leave at five o'clock. Like you'd left when the work's done, you stayed over, you showed, you know, more initiative. But then I felt like even in one of my jobs, I worked for a corporate, it got abusive. It got to the point of like, there was never enough was enough. Right. Didn't matter if it was three in the morning, they were calling me. It didn't matter when the weekends they were calling me. And now it's the expectation. It's like, well, no, I mean, on paper, <laughs> you're paying me for 40 hours and now I'm working 60. You're not compensating me. You're not, you know, saying, hey, we'll give you some more money or give you some more time off in that way. And it just became where it's like, well, you don't want it bad enough. It's like, well, I just want to have a life. <laughs> I wanted this just to be my job. And I think a lot of people have taken advantage of people who work that harder, people who wanted, you know, to show initiative and, it's it, they're burnt out. I mean, I think a lot of people burn out. And there's a lot of people who will go the extra mile mm-hmm. um, to foster goodwill. We want to help right. out. We want to be right. part of a team, but there's that line where you then become taken advantage of and you have to be aware of it, but there's, there is pressure, you know, from mm-hmm. your bosses or when everybody else is going the extra mile. And so it's hard to speak up and say, I can't do anymore. A, because mm-hmm. I do have a life or B, because that is outside the scope of what I'm paid for. Mm-hmm. You know when that's that. even harder is when you work for yourself, because mm-hmm. then you tend to want you tend to work all the time, and it, you, it slips in on you. Right? Yeah. You're on a Sunday checking the email, and somebody emails, and you think yeah, I should answer that, and you answer it, but it's Sunday, and you could have waited till Monday, but you did it because you own the company, and then you're working 100 hours a week. I mean, it's just it's almost you almost get yourself into that more when you own your own company. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very yeah. true. The Cowboys have a saying for this. <laughs> a man who looks for easy work goes to bed tired. Mm. Mm. Kind of fits almost that one, doesn't it? Um, I mean, a little bit. Almost. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there must be something wrong with me because none of these are going in. <laughs> a man who looks for easy work, easy work goes to bed tired. Because no work's easy. That's what mm-hmm. it means, Selena. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to explain cowboy talk to you, Alina. All right. Uh, next one. Do you bother? Oh, this is a good one, too. Do you bother to send Christmas cards or gifts to in-laws or family if they never acknowledged them in the past? I've always, I always send nice gifts to the in-laws. They have never even said they received them. They haven't liked or they haven't talked to me in two years, and I really don't want to send anything other than maybe a car- card this year. What the hell? This is your fault. Why are you sending them anything? But if they haven't even acknowledged it in years, why you keep trying? Don't keep trying. There's because my professional they openly, state, psych- they openly state they hate me because I stole <laughs> their son and keep them from visiting. <laughs> well, just don't do anything. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I mean, my idea is, you know, just send pictures of, of, of uh, your husband to them each oh, year. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Doing all these fun the... things without him. I like that. <laughs> Dress him up as a Santa and every year yes, Christmas yes. <laughs> Having a great time here in the, here in the Bahamas at Christmas. Yeah, Wish you were no. here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> send one of yourself. <laughs> I'm the a-hole that would do that. I'd be like, here, wear the Santa hat. From... Hi from Bahamas. Hi from Russell. <laughs> <laughs> this is your mug, but you're not there to have to take it. <laughs> There's definitely something wrong with me. This is why I mean, my in laws say it's sort of like me. <laughs> I did send them for for our wedding save the date. I sent them these Halloween cards, like that were all like till death do us part, and they were skeletons. And so I sent them as a joke, a joke saved the date. And they're like, we thought it was for real because your personality, we figured you're having a Halloween wedding. And I was like, or I'm just an a-hole that like, <laughs> just at least you can get away with. <laughs> so, you know. Don't do anything ever again. Don't, don't, don't send them anything. And don't, don't feel guilty. No. Yeah. No. no, don't. You, you, they suck in, they suck your energy. Don't do it. Nothing. Zero. That's one thing you learn working in the corporate world, too, after you get out of the corporate world is you and Helena, you know, you and I have had this discussion many times is just get rid of the people in your life who suck your energy. Yeah. 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 Energy vampires. You don't have to live with them. You know, they're they're You're not married to them. Let them say what they want. Let they're already, you know, not on your side because you stole their son. If that's the type of people they are, then they don't deserve the three minutes it takes you to fill out and mail a card. It's just, it's not going to, it's not going to make your life any better or worse if they they don't get a card from you. It might make it a little bit better because, Mm -hmm. you know, you just got three minutes of your life back. (laughs) There you go. Uh, The Cowboys have a saying for this too. Uh, The saloon keeper loves a drunk, but not as a son-in-law. Oh, saloon keeper. Love the drunk, but not as a would you keep up tonight? You're just not that funny. I give me a good one, and I'll I'll get it. I, maybe it's me. It's usually me. Okay, uh, next one. As young adults, my, my husband. I think I have like the horseman's toilet, the bathroom book. Oh, oh get that one. It might be better. It might be better if you could find that one. As young adults, my husband and I are still trying to learn how. Boy, it's all about boundaries and parents and in laws tonight. As young adults, my husband and I are still trying to learn how to make boundaries with our parents and in-laws. According to our relatives, we don't see them enough. Uh, by the way, wh- whoever this is, anonymous, they're going to say that to their dead. Um, but we are married adults with our own lives. I also get stressed out about being around them and get physically the sick the day before and of. Is this the same person as above? No, it's different. I w- that would happen to me when I would have to go to somebody's house that I don't like or stresses me out, get physically sick. And um, I just now at this age, like a couple of weeks ago for the first time said, I can't go. I don't want to go. You go. You go in, you know, husband, spouse, partner, whatever. You go hang out with your family. Enjoy them. And mm-hmm. most of the time that's their family doesn't care about you. They just want their their son or you know their daughter 
but we're married adults with our own lives. I get so stressed. Oh, I just hate to hear about people who get that stressed and so sick. Why would you want to spend time with people who stress you out? Mm-hmm. What do you owe them? That's what I want to know. What do they have over you? How much do you owe them? What? Why are you obligated to appease them? What would happen? This is what I do. What's the worst case scenario if I say, I'm going to stay home this time? What's going to happen? They're going to call you an asshole? Guess what? They're calling you an asshole anyway. So you're right. It's the same story as the one before. If it gets you that sick, don't do it. Don't go. Just come up with a, you know, talk to your partner. This is one mm-hmm. thing. Like you're not, we're not making decisions unilaterally and you have to have a conversation, an honest conversation, not an argumentative one with your partner and say, I get really stressed out. I know you love your family, but it's very, very hard for me. And I'd like a break this time. So I'm going to say, I'll stay home. You go have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit at home, take a hot bath, read a book, talk to my friends, maybe go shopping, whatever. And I guarantee you that when he comes back from his trip and you get out of the tub, you're both <laughs> going to be happier. Do you know who's really good at this? Je- you know who Helena is. <laughs> Jennifer will just say, no, <laughs> I'm not going. No excuse. Just no. No. <laughs> no emotional attachment to it. No. <laughs> no. I don't no. think I'm going to go. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I, I hopefully, you know. By the way, like you I, talked you about said, getting sick and I'm having a sneezing attack over here. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I'm like, is he laughing at another cowboy <laughs> No, I'm having a sneezing sick? attack. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Nikki. You cursed him. I, I mean, yeah, it should be a partner decision, you know, and having your your partner have your back, too, because they probably know how their parents are and, like, you know, they may be really hard to take. And, yeah, I think it's working together and saying, listen, my, you're, and, you know, your parents really stress me out. I really can't be there. Um you know, without feeling sick. Or sometimes I do, like some of my clients feel the same way about their in-laws, having a time set. It's like, okay, we're going to go in for that 30 minutes. We're going to say our highs and then we're going to leave. Like, this is our set time that we will give to you to say hello and to be present. And then we're going back and going, doing what we're going to do because we can't do any more than this. Um, You know, just to kind of, I hate to say to keep the peace, but to make sure like that, you know, they that it doesn't continue to create more sh- tension in the family and more stress. But it is a very hard thing to do to say like, no, I'm going to stay home. But sometimes you need to, sometimes you need to for a while. And uh, I think it was Glennon Doyle. One of her new, I think her new book was interesting. She talks about this, her, her house and her family being a castle. Right. And that she has this drawbridge and like, if you're not going to be polite and you're not going to be welcoming or comforting, you're not coming into my house. You're not coming to my family. I'm going to put the drawbridge up. Right. And that's really kind of the conversation is like, we're going to meet with you as long as we're going to be loving and caring. Once that doesn't happen and once that becomes stressful, we're out of here. We're not Mm going to continue to do this. And don't feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, when you connect with people, you know, when someone is genuine, you know, when someone wants to connect with you, they can be very different, right? You can have different interests um, or you can have nothing in common. But when someone is genuinely welcoming to you in the family or in the situation, you feel it. Mm -hmm. You also feel it when someone doesn't want you there. And that is the worst feeling in the world. And we can talk about this in another show, but a human being's need to be accepted is 
right up there with food and water. We need to be in a group. It's essential for our survival. We're hardwired for it. Our brains are hardwired for it. So when someone excludes you or makes you feel unwanted or unwelcome, it's like getting punched in the gut. But we're like, we're strong and we're, you know, proud or I'm going to take the high road. That is exhausting. When you feel that you are being intentionally rejected to pretend like it doesn't, it doesn't hurt or it's, you know, it's okay. It's not okay. So I love that drawbridge metaphor. It's perfect. We don't want to lock ourselves behind the Mm -hmm. drawbridge forever. I like the fact that it opens and closes, but you know it in your gut. Mm-hmm. When someone's not on the up and up. And, and, like, that happens, and that happens not just in family, but work mm-hmm. or anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And Rebecca has a great idea. She wrote on here. My husband and I take two cars to his family gatherings in case I need to leave sooner than he does. And I like that idea too. It's sometimes like, okay, I'm going to give you Unless my Unless they're 3,000 miles away. Then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to hotel. Or I your pool be like, oh, I ran out of gas. I'm like, can't make it. <laughs> Heading home. <laughs> when all else fails, just lie. Yeah, <laughs> big fat lie. Well, the Cowboys have a saying for this too. <laughs> this is a deep one here, Helena. Okay, try and keep up. I'm ready. Um, some men never marry because the girls' mothers don't trust them too far, and the fathers don't trust them too near. That was a lot of words. <laughs> some. some <laughs> I, you know, I, I lost you. Like How about this people. one? It's shorter. Even a friendly snake is an unwelcome guest. Mm, See, yeah. that kind of describes our whole night questions yep. here, doesn't it? That was a good one. That one I followed. See, the, the Cowboys actually finally made sense. Yeah. All right. God, is there anything about not family or in-laws here tonight? God, our our that. listeners have a lot of trouble with family. <laughs> Which, we like in-laws so, interventions. We'll so there's the an interesting thing. So there's an interesting thing. You see all the surveys we put out, all right? And uh, <laughs> somebody said, I missed this show. I wish I could see the names on here. I can't. That, that just says Facebook user. So I wonder if people who listen to really get invested in podcasts like ours, right? Um, the Cowboys were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right when they wrote that book. <laughs> so, well, they were drunk most of the time. We can drink the water to make them sick. So, um, so I wonder if podcast listeners tend to be people who are looking for a family because yeah. theirs is is you know is a problem or, or whatever reason, are we all kind of, or are we all kind of looking for an outside family? And we find it in our hobbies or in the things we do in this case, we're all coming around a podcast, right? Or, you know, a a network in this case, but we're all coming around podcasts where we think the hosts are our friends and we are your friends. Um, But, and I think we have seen that more when we've been traveling. You know, we're all kind of looking for a community, and in this case, we found it through podcasts, but it could be through anything. I mean, I think we all, like Helena says, connection is essential to our survival, right? Being a family, being a unit, being a village, like we kind of moved away from that with technology. At the same time, technology has brought us closer. But I think your podcast is so unique because I'm a podcast junkie. Like I listen to tons of different podcasts. 
is because you do feel like we're friends and family. Like there's a part where we feel so connected to you guys where we're like, oh my God, Jamie did this. Like also I used actually Jamie in a therapy session. And I'm like, I used like my friend Jamie. <laughs> this, like, you know, and like if anybody asks, they'd probably be like, oh, how do you know her? <laughs> From Oklahoma, I met her once. Um, <laughs> like it sounds strange, but I think there's, you did something also very unique is the horse world. In fact, I know Helena, you um, posted something today about Certain horse worlds are very secular. They're very catty. They're very elitist. And you have created a horse world where we all can get get along. We all feel supported by each other. We all feel like we can talk to each other. And I don't know any other really podcasts that do that. Like I listen to some different crime podcasts that are fun. I listen to like even like shark podcasts and uh, other comedy stuff. And I just don't get the same feeling. So I think for you, this you've developed something one unique because we do feel connected to horse world where we've all sometimes been in horse arenas where we're like oh, don't talk to her she got that horse like it's been catty and all of a sudden we're like oh we're all friends and we love each other <laughs> well and i kind of think that's self-selective isn't it because mm-hmm. the catty people aren't going to join this group they're one they're not going to listen to our shows and two they're not gonna, because our shows tend to be the more positive shows right so mm-hmm. we, they're not on the horse radio network unless of the positive upbeat shows so and those people are not listening to those shows so it tends you know you you, you reap what you sow the cowboys say you reap what you sow and that's kind of what we've done right with the podcast Selena <laughs> from day 1 is we've created yeah. that your mission was to connect the horse world Right. I mean, that right. was it. It was to bring the horse people together. And um, so it wasn't just about broadcasting or talking about a topic in the horse world. It was about helping people out there feel connected and becoming a magnet. You know, and so we're all like satellites just floating around out there. Even if we have barns or we have families who are horsey. <sighs> There are different levels of horsemanship. There are different different levels of being immersed in this life. And we're always seeking people who are like us. Because we, right, sometimes we're born into families. We didn't choose our families. We just end up in them. And, and sometimes there's conflict there with what we love to do or who we are as a person, right? So we're always seeking our own kind. We're looking for our tribe. And Glenn, you had that sense. You... You said to me, let's do this podcast. And I was like, oh, my God, this is fabulous. But you went the extra mile and said, let's make it a place for people to feel like they belong. Let's make it a place where they can connect. And so, you know, that was the, the framework for the network. And I think it also works, especially in the Facebook room, because people are kind of anonymous. So, you know, you, you know, when you're with your family, you know all their shit and they know all your shit, right? Here, we don't know all the shit and we don't care about the shit. So I think right. that's partly what makes it work too is, you know, I don't know Nikki's shit and I love Nikki, right? <laughs> and, you know, we do talk occasionally on Facebook and things, uh, but not all the time, but I don't have to talk to Nikki all the time. And, you know, it's that's what a good friends are all for. And I think that, you know, and I message, you know, I mess, try and message one auditor a day just to say hi. And that's been very interesting too over the years because it just like, you know, it, I think that also brings the friend thing into the picture, right? It's just like, who does that? But I try and do that because we are all connected here. And and everybody needs to be acknowledged, um, no matter who they are. 
I do not have a saying for this one. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm just Teeth like, and memory, weaken with age. Ride, <laughs> cowboy ride. <laughs> I need my cowboy hat tonight. What's really yeah, wrong with me? Yeah, can you say that one again, Glenn? I didn't hear it. Teeth and memory, weaken with age. Oh, okay. And that's damn true. That's fucking true. Let me tell you. Woo! <laughs> we haven't said the F word all night. It's a what the fuck show. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh Let's change it up. Oh, this one involves a horse. Thanks for having this show. This one I was kind of confused on, but I'll read it. I'm going to read it just what it says. I am looking forward to it. I'm going to throw it out there. I may have just bought a five-year-old warm blood. Okay, let's go back to this as a horse husband. When you all say I may have done something, it means you already did it and you didn't tell me. Okay, that's what it means. Um, and I tell my horsey friends, and they cry because they believe I need a 15-year-old, not a 5-year-old. So I tell my non-horses friends, and they state, it's not a baby, it's five. I'm excited and having so much fun on her. How do I keep my spirits up? How do I not let the haters drag me down? Uh, do I just not share this journey with anyone? Who's going to hate somebody? For- wow. Share it with us. Yeah. yeah, you're it, okay. I am excited and having so much fun on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Right there. If you you, it, mm-hmm. it's everything comes down to energy created or energy destroyed. If mm-hmm. you're out there spending time with your horse and that is making energy for you, go with it. Anybody or anything that starts to suck your energy or deplete it, you need to reassess. But if you're having fun and you're learning, you know, sometimes we think we need a 15-year-old horse or we need a horse to pack us around the trails or whatever. And maybe we do need that, but then all of a sudden this five-year-old comes along and you're learning things you never thought you would learn. You're doing things that were not in the plan, but they're joyful things. Then that's where you're meant to be at that point. That's the Mm -hmm. joy in your life. Just run with it because tomorrow you could be dead. Yeah. If it makes you happy, listen, you can write all the comments to me down. I'll sort of rub my, you know, wipe my ass with them and throw them out because I'm having fun. Like, you know, and the thing is, it's like age doesn't matter. If you found a horse that connects with you, five, six, 47, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that, yeah, like you said, like having the time that you have and being joyful in the time that you have it because life is short and horses' lives are short, right? So it's, you know, enjoy the partner that you have. Know your limits, though, and be safe. Yeah, that's true. I mean, my I have a 22-year-old thoroughbred still acts like she's like seven off the track. So, I mean, age doesn't matter. I'm telling you right now. True story. <laughs> yeah. That's true of people, too. Uh-huh. Um, saddle your horse before sassing the boss. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, you mean so you can get a quick getaway? Yeah, so you get okay, away quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> five-year-old. You might want to have a five-year-old for that. That might be better, actually, before you know they start shooting. We forgot to do Helena. Like, if, if, because of these quotes, all complaints can be sent to Jen at Horse Radio Network. Radio, oh, that's, right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, this one applies to the whole night. The TP ain't built. There, there ain't been a TP built that'll hold two families. Mm. I got nothing. <laughs> Peaceably. Do you get it, Nikki? I mean, TPs are pretty small, so I don't. Yeah. Guess- Putting two families in it would just be too much. In, in other words, space. never put two families together in, in a over small space. <laughs> over tease the TP. <laughs> oh, which means like you don't have to go to your in-laws this Christmas. That's correct. <laughs> be okay. like, my my ass does not fit in your TP, <laughs> so I can't go. <laughs> 
We need to write a whole book on her sayings. That'd be better. <laughs> I didn't say this book was good. It was $5. Oh. Um, <laughs> Mackenzie. <laughs> uh, okay. Did we solve this person's problem? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, screw all those people. Have fun with yeah, your horse. Yeah. There. Yeah, there. Yeah. I said it once. It, it found its way there. Like if you yes. didn't tell your husband yeah. yet, or boy, yes. like, it, it just And let me you tell y'all. We know when you say "I may have" means you did already. <laughs> Not a thing. I love when my parents try to do the math in front of people. They're like, "So wait, wait, wait. How many horses do you have?" I'm like, "Ooh." I was like, if you kind of turn it this way, look at this way, like kind of do the math, like here, <laughs> like I never, like, I'm like, riddle me this, riddle me that. I'm like, I can answer that, but not honestly. <laughs> I have asked Mary Kitzmiller a thousand times how many animals they have, and I have never gotten an answer all these years. And I was so sorry we didn't have time. We were in Texas to swing by our house because I was going to count every damn one. Uh, but nope, we didn't go. All right. Uh, hmm. Okay, so do you want to do this one, Helena, or do we think uh, what you want to skip that next one? Um, the, balance, the balance theme. I kind of ooh, think we're. That's a tough one and would yeah. require me to think a little bit, so I'm going to pass. <laughs> Let's skip that one. <laughs> All right. We had. Oh, this one's interesting. This one's really I think interesting. Yeah, I think it applies to a lot of things. Yeah. We had an accident at work today. A, a colleague who was a chemistry teacher had a student. He drank a sip of copper sulfate in class. Can somebody look up what that does to you? <laughs> I know that some of the protocol wasn't followed, but that the preparations should have been done probably wasn't. How do you stay professional and supporting to that colleague, even though you know they basically didn't follow the protocol? It's unfortunately <laughs> not the first time something happens because of a lack of routine. Haven't we all worked in a place where there's that guy that's always shortcutting things and always is causing these kind of problems, yet none of us will stand up for for against him? You know, we'll, we'll I go thought you meant him. somebody who's always drinking something they're not supposed to. That would did you look it up, me. Helena? You look like you looked up Culver Sulfate. <laughs> I'm totally what, what did it, it do? Up. Yeah. What did it do? Yeah. Did the poor kid live? Yeah, I, I would imagine a little bit of it, but yeah, it could kill you. It, it can kill you. If it gets in your eyes, a severe eye irritation, e eating large amounts can lead to nausea, vomiting, and damage body tissues, blood cells, liver, kidneys, exposure, shock. So the kid probably threw up all over class. Um, I'm guessing the teacher didn't like the kid. I mean. <laughs> Could be it too. Maybe he's just a pain in the ass. Shit, natural selection. Here, drink this. Like, I mean, it's it's not like it's not like you know hemlock, but it's, it's not arsenic. Yeah, it's like Tide Pods. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, or bleach. I mean, I would but, think all right. Let's get back to the topic oh at hand here. Let's Nikki Sorry. focus. Uh, so we all have ha we all have this person at work that shortcuts things. Yeah. That is everybody's always making excuses for them. They should have their ass fired ten years ago. Mm -hmm. But look, even she was kind of defending. I'm assuming it was a guy. I, that was wrong of me. Um, even she's kind of defending this person, sort of. Well, I think it's a hard time when you kind of work with somebody, especially in the school system. I mean, because I know a lot of teachers where they're under a lot of stress. But at the same time, it's like, where's the leadership? I always go back to where's your leadership? Like, who is 
kind of following these teachers to kind of check in with them and who's checking in with this guy saying, okay, if a student gets hurt, we usually call 911 or somebody swallows something. We call poison control. Like we we have a protocol. Why didn't you use it? Like, you know, it's not really criticizing them, but this could end up fatally. Like, you know, and I think too, we're always sometimes afraid of rocking the boat with our colleagues. We're, you know, and saying, Hey, like, didn't you think to call, you know, the emergency services? Like, you know, not being critical, like I know like Helena says, like, you know, she likes to say, like, not being mean to me, like, you should have done this, but like, hey, what stopped you? What stopped you from calling 911? What stopped you calling from from acting per protocol? And like, why? Because I, I want to understand. Because this could have been really bad. The, uh, you know, there's there's two kinds of people. There are people who don't follow the rules because the rules are too challenging to follow. Like, there's a, there's a legitimate reason that makes it difficult to follow protocol. The other type of person is the person who thinks that the rules don't apply to them. So if this colleague is I would say there's a third is just the lazy one who mm-hmm. who kind of is in the middle of those two. Okay. Who just doesn't want to? Yeah. Okay. So I and I think even it's another story, you know, a story for another day. But so you decide which of these two or three people you're, you're working with, this colleague, do they think that um, protocol in general is just a waste of their time or they're too good for it or they know better? You're going to handle that in one way. If, But as Nikki said, asking them, what is it about the protocol that makes you go around it? Is it too difficult? Do you think it's not necessary? Let's talk about it. Um, I'd like to support you, but I kind of think that this wouldn't have happened had protocol been followed. So help me understand this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think when you, sometimes it's not what you say to somebody, but how you say it. So if you, if you broach the subject with some humility or gentleness, you're more likely to get an honest answer. But if you know this colleague just kind of thinks he or she doesn't really need to follow the rules, then you need to sit back and say whether or not you think supporting them in this environment is worth your time or your credibility as a professional. Right. Because it does say like this has been, I guess, a habit of this colleague and, you know, it becomes where it's, it's scary. It's scary because there was a child involved, right? Like in a, you know, it, what, why does this person feel that they're above following any protocol of safety? It's not even just like, you know, you didn't sign off on this paperwork. You literally didn't call somebody to help this child that this could have been a a lot worse story. Why is this person always the chemistry teacher and not teaching English? You know, where nobody's going to blow anything up. Well, you know, it's funny you said that. So, on a darker note, I've been watching this documentary on Hulu. It's called uh, um, "Keep This Between Us," and it's about these teachers having an affair with their with their students, their female students, and it kind of is the same kind of thing where these one teacher is like, "Well, nobody taught us how to be teachers. Nobody taught us how to do this." And this student who's now in her late 30s, she's like, no, we were children. You were the adults. Like you should have known better than to talk to us the way you did, to act the way you did. Like, I think too, that sometimes also it's going to be like for any teacher, anybody in a profession, like they, some people, like you said, Helena, just don't care about the rules. Don't give a shit about the rules. They, you know, think they're above the rules. Hmm. Let's also talk about the teenager who thought it was a good idea to drink copper sulfate. Yeah, well, let's try this. Like, see what happens. I'm like, that's special. I'm like, because yeah. part of me probably like as a chemistry teacher is like, mm, should we let this pan out a little bit? Like, <laughs> is 
this you know, we want to keep alive. <laughs> their prefrontal cortexes are not fully developed until they're 26. No, they're eating so Tide Pods. decision making is not, yes. <laughs> it's right. No. Uh, here's a, I think this is perfect for this, uh, this cowboy saying. It's <laughs> fatal to fumble when pulling your gun. All right, I get that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. It's probably not a, yeah. <laughs> that was all the questions we had. I feel like I want to continue this. No, there's one so more. else more. is up? There's one more. Oh, there is? Oh, this yeah. was April. I yeah. just threw this in here. I'm saying who this one is. Calling oh, April okay. out. <laughs> I, I want a new life in a cooler climate, but that means a new job and mostly liking having to kill na- kidnap the husband. And he said on staying in Texas while complaining about the heat. So do I cover his head with a blanket or knock him out with some ether until I get us all moved? I recommend you feed him s- drink uh, copper, copper sulfate. sulfate. <laughs> I hear is really good this time of year. Oh my God. <laughs> We're going to get arrested. I know that's I not mean- allowed. <laughs> Listen, Zoom's great. I mean, Zoom's not that expensive each month. I'd be like, I'd be like I'll see you virtually. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, just go. From a cooler climate. <laughs> Hook up the covered wagon, grab all the stuff that you need, and say, well, hi. if you join me later, you know? Well, as a matter of fact, our family around Christmas always complains when we're not there, and it's in Pennsylvania where it's really cold and snowy. You can go visit them. It's perfect. That's, yeah. I mean, maybe April's the trophy person we send the cooler climates of families that they want to visit, right? <laughs> so right. hear me out, April. We're, people will pay you to go visit their in-laws they don't want to visit in cooler climates. It's a win-win, right? You stay with family, you get to be in cooler climates. For How has season. nobody come up with... There's bridesmaids you can hire. How has nobody come up with the visiting families job thing? I feel like okay. I'd be a good candidate. <laughs> you, you would, actually. You would be perfect. April, I'll make you an offer. You can come and stay at my house for the six months in the winter. That's uh, that's a very oh, cool yes. climate. You were looking uh-huh. for somebody. And then, yeah, then I can go down south for six months. We'll do who south. So if you want a cooler climate, you're going to have to go. She'll go stay cool. with your husband. You go stay with hers. Swap. It's great. It's <laughs> perfect. No, I want my husband to come with me. I like this oh. one. <laughs> I got a good one this cool. time. <laughs> I spent I spent like two months or month away from him this summer. I don't want to do it anymore. He's fine. That's going in the book of Alina. I got a good one this time. I I have a book. Listeners, uh, you guys, I have a book. (laughs) The book of Alina. We need it. We need a quotes book for this show. The the what the fuck quotes book. Uh, And we don't. That's only. That's the second f bomb. We threw it. I, we threw I know it. we've been light tonight. <laughs> I, I went That's school shopping tired. with my daughter today. Yeah. I, and can I tell you, I haven't been to a mall in ages. I'm still recovering from mono. I'm pretty much like all better. But uh, I went to Were a mall. Were there any stores open in the mall? Yeah. A lot, a lot of them are coming back. It's, it's, so we went to the Providence Place Mall. Here's what happened, though. I got so overstimulated. I haven't been like off my farm, right? Like it's, it's just like trees and horses and boxes and shit. So I'm like in the big city and I'm in the mall and the signs and the lights and the smells. I'm like, there's perfume everywhere. I smell like the mall. Then there's the music playing. Then there's the sparkly lights. Then there's all the Halloween. I didn't know where to look. I didn't know what to do. I and then also also you're in the store and you're like oh, clothes and shoes <laughs> and you're like what do I do with all these clothes and shoes? Where do I start? But and then you're standing in the middle of the store. The lights, the music, the perfume, the people, the colors, the sparkly shoes, and you go, 
I don't have a fucking place to wear this stuff. <laughs> Wait, what am I going to do when I'm mucking stalls? <laughs> I mean, right? why I have not? no place to wear you, nice clothes. That makes me happy. You wear your sparkly shoes. <laughs> I got some. Sp- I got some sparkly shoes. You want to see them? Yeah, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I wonder if they're steel-toed. <laughs> You've been doing some fun stuff. You've actually been doing some fun things that required nice clothes in pictures I've seen recently. Yeah. What? You've been going you've been I going mean, to the beach. You've been doing some adult stuff. Well, it's funny because you know, I had yeah, I had my private practice now, so I'm able to have like some actual like time downtime. Oh, you did get sparkly here? shoes. Look at that. Oh, my God, oh they are sparkly. sparkly. I love yeah. them. Yeah, so people think I'm on like semi like retirement. It's like, no, I actually just have a life now. I don't work sixty hours a week. So right, my exactly. dad would be like, my dad's like, hey, it's a nice beach day out. I'm like, yep, I'm texting you from the I'm texting from. Do you like right them? Now. Yeah, they're <laughs> cute. I have to well, go to a wedding. They're very I'll come you. Up and we'll wear them. Well, I, I bought the shoes. I don't have a dress to wear with them, so I'm like, I'll buy a dress that goes with the shoes. And yes. that's how horse people shop. <laughs> we don't. I don't think we've been to the mall since COVID started. Yeah, that's that's I, what I'm saying. Like. I forgot what it was like to be a civilized person in a mall. Were you civilized, though, towns. really? Uh, I was pretty good. I was with Grace. <laughs> it was okay. <laughs> you know. Grace had, like, the, the leash on her, like, yeah, yeah. you're back. <laughs> yeah. Mom! I had to, to touch everything. I'm like, what does this feel like? In fact, Grace wrote, in fact, Grace wrote into us saying, I have my mom, who we took to the mall recently. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> How do you deal oh. with a, a not socially acceptable parent? <laughs> what do you do I with them? Oh, get her. <laughs> I was pretty good, honestly, <laughs> I think. But, you know, we could have like a kids show, you know, the adult. For all of us, you know, moms who have adult daughters, we should have them on the show and let them roast us a little bit. Oh, that oh, wouldn't be hard, God. I don't think. Yeah, they yeah. would all have a blast with that. So when does Grace go? Is she gone or is she... She, Thursday, the three Thursday? of us fly Aww. down to to Georgia um, with three suitcases, you know, and we have to find stuff that fits into the suitcases. So we're at the store today. And of course, I'm like, Grace, this is like six weeks ago. We got to get you sheets for your bed. We got to get you a blanket. And, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, now we have two days to go and we go to the stores. <laughs> Do you think there's anything in a twin size in sheets or blankets? Nothing. The stores have been picked clean from uh, anything that could fit in a college dorm. So, Amazon. <laughs> we were shopping mm-hmm. in the baby section. <laughs> I'm hey, gonna I miss would Grace love like, unicorn like twins cheats. That'd be the best. Yeah, that's pretty much what we got. So Thursday we fly down and uh, we'll see her off. And yeah, then Buck, Buck and I fly back and she'll stay down there through the end of November. So tell everybody that missed it where uh, Grace is, your, how old is she? 19? She's 19 and a half. <laughs> Last and year in the winter, she was down visiting us and, and being a working student and helping paint her house. And yeah. this year, she's going to college. She is. She was a working student for a four-star eventer. She took a gap year because COVID was just brutal on her and a lot of her classmates so she um got a little education in life which was fantastic it was I mean, it was good for her if you have a kid who's struggling either with academics or they don't know what they want to do with their life after high school get them into a working student program especially with you know a higher end barn uh so she came back a completely changed 
human being. Just she just thrived, and my God, is she a delight! I mean, she always has been, mm-hmm. but you know, it's we've had our struggles, and uh, n- none of which were Grace's fault. But she just did so much healing, and now she is going to Savannah College of Art and Design because she is an extraordinarily talented artist, and this seems like a really really neat place. And it's only four hours from Glenn and Jennifer. So yeah, she but she was 20 it. minutes before. It was so I know. But I think her. it's so wise that she did. Like I have a lot of adolescent um, clients or clients going into college and they're not ready. Some of them are not ready, but the pressure that they feel to pick a college, to go, to it, – it it's sad actually at some point because I'm like you're literally 17, 18 years old. Like if you don't want to go, don't go. You don't have to. You're not being forced to. Take a year. Take two years off. And if you're you any do. good with your hands, get a job as a plumber or an electrician and you'll make mm-hmm. a freaking fortune. Yeah. Those, mm-hmm. They're just, I mean, right now you just can't find them. You can't get them to come out. They're just, and they're charging outrageous amounts of money. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Everything about the way we work and live is changing now. You know, we've been, Pandora's box has been opened and it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, we have the freedom to not go to college or to not following my father's footsteps. And um, I think it's going to be a while before everything sort of settles down into a new normal. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I think it's a good thing. I, you know, the way we worked was very much based on post-war shit. Well, and, and in the last 30 years, it's been, you have to go to college or else, you know, it's, it's been that, that but mindset. that was based on something that was that was in the past, and, and our yeah. world is different now. And so, okay, our kids' careers and futures and education is going to be different, and they're the ones who are deciding. And, you know, now our generation, at least I'm a Gen Xer, we're starting – we can shape that a little bit, but we're still kind of at the mercy of these kids coming up now. I did read that the trades have seen enrollments like they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Thank Good. God, because yeah. you know, <laughs> you're yeah. still toilet and still needs to flush, you know? Although I'm a little scared that we're at the mercy to the kid that drank the co- copper sulfate. I mean, that's our, <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> true. please God, let them all be like Grace. <laughs> I know. Well, see, that's my problem. I only have one, and she kind of attracts friends who are like her. So I think all of her generation is like that. You know, there's always exceptions. Now, I, I, I did go on TikTok for a couple of weeks, and I had to delete the app from my phone because I'm addicted to TikTok. I have to like put a timer on because I, I, that's not I talk to my friends in TikTok now. I'm like, oh my god, do you see this? <laughs> yeah, I was. You know who I got addicted to to watching? Um. And and learning from was the girl who has Tourette syndrome. Yes, Bailey or Bailey. Something. Yes, I, I would love to have her as a client. I'm like, oh my god, what a kid! <laughs> I love her. I just, yeah. So that was I do miss seeing her, but I think she's on Instagram too. Uh, mm-hmm. But I learned a ton from her. God bless her for for putting herself out there like that. Okay, so now the serious thing to end the show. What? Only Murders in the Building. Have you seen it, Nikki? Uh, Yes, I've seen it. I love that show. Oh, my God. We just binge-watched season two over the weekend. We watched all ten episodes. Mm -hmm. There has... I cannot think of the last time that there has been that well-written a comedy. Uh, It's just... What is it it on? It's It's on on Hulu. Hulu? Oh, Oh. and it's... uh, It is hilarious. It's just (laughs) hilarious. It's clever. It's... 
anybody can watch it. It's not one of those like spooky, scary. It's not gory, mm-hmm. but it's, it reminds me again of Clue. It's like it's like yep. that if Clue is in the building, but they have it. They all listen to this podcast, and it really is hilarious. Steve Martin, like, Martin Short, and Selena yeah. Gomez. And I got to uh-huh. tell you, when we watched, oh, the, I watched heard the fir- that was good. Oh, yeah. when we watched the first couple episodes, I was thinking Selena Gomez, how she fit into this, you know, because she's, she's kind of a straight, not comedy, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. she plays off the other two, those two, so well. She's brilliant in this. Mm-hmm. What was her her show on Nickelodeon? Was it The Witches of Waverly Place? That she was on. When it was she first one of those. Started. Yeah, because she was definitely on there. One she of those. was. She had great comedic timing in that. Um, Every Gomez. character in this show is well done. I like, mean, the, the guy, casting. The Greek guy. What's his name? He plays <laughs> yeah. Wizards of Wee- Waverly Place. Yeah, yes. Disney Channel. Um, and she, I would watch it with Grace. And I remember this kid's really good. She's funny. Mm-hmm. And so. Aha. Yeah, she's funny in this. Let me ask you a question. Show. Do you is is Hulu like Netflix and Prime like where you can just pay for it separately and you connect to it on your internet TV? Yes. So this yeah, is what simple. I've been doing. This is my trick now. Okay. I because there's so many and you, there's so many and all the shows you want to see are a different one. Yeah, and so, you end up paying as much for that yeah. as you do for cable. So, but you pick and all of them let you start and stop. Mm-hmm. So what we did is we put Hulu on hold until this came out for months and months, and we we did another one. Like we did Paramount. We watched everything we wanted to on Paramount. Then we put Paramount on hold Mm -hmm. and then brought Hulu back. And then we'll watch everything we want to watch on Hulu over the next month or two and then switch again. How easy is it to put on hold? Is it like? It's easy. Real easy. Yeah. It's It's real easy. Yeah. Yeah, You do it on the app. You don't have to call them. It's not like canceling Dish TV. Um, You just do it on the app. You just do it Mm -hmm. on the app. Yeah. Well, if you have a a Verizon phone service, because they'll give you Hulu for free. Oh, Really? Mm-hmm. A lot of times they have these offers. So yeah, I got Hulu for free. Uh, what else I got for free? The Discovery Plus for free with my Verizon. So I mean, sometimes you get the commercials. Like you could always pay for no commercials, but that I mean, it's free. But yeah. check. But like Glenn said, like I do the same thing. I wait till it like, builds up on things I want to watch on Hulu, and then I, I'll subscribe for the month. Nathan Lane. Nathan That's Lane, who you that's were it. looking for. He's Nathan on that Lane. Too. Nathan Lane's too. great, and the lady who. Uh, the, the uh, owner of the, not the owner, the uh, one who's in charge of the building, the old lady. Yes, she's yes, up yes. She has a bird that's like really, like everybody hates her yes, bird. She's a classic. <laughs> yeah. They're great. Every character in there is great, but it really is. I mean, even people who don't like that kind of stuff like that show. Yeah. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that says wow. something. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that's good. All right, yeah, gonna, it's really I, good. I, I'm going to, did just, <laughs> this hour has been worth it because of the little tidbit of information that Nikki just gave me about Verizon and Hulu. Not, <laughs> I feel like Glenn's going to be offended that his quotes from his book were well, <laughs> worth the finding of Well, I got to find one to end with then. <laughs> Fuck you too. Um, I want to get a cool. Where's my, my toilet book? I know you're would like, be appropriate. Where's your toilet? Show? You can have the toilet book for the next show. Okay. There right. <laughs> is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's perfect to end this show. Oh boy, this better be funny. It's from Savvy Sayings, which okay, we got. So it's it. not. So it's Savvy Sayings. They're not supposed to be funny. They're just supposed to be wise. They're they're not funny. They're wise cowboy sayings. Oh, so, oh I keep trying to find the funny humor in them, but no wonder. They know <laughs> These are drunk mean. cowboys. There's nothing funny. It's just drunk cowboys. <laughs> so it's just stupid it's shit. It's stupid shit. Maybe we should have called it the stupid shit saying shit in the book. <laughs> And it's only one funny old cowboy that like thought this would be funny. (laughs) 
When you get up on a mule, keep your eyes on his ears. Not his ass. No. True. Yeah, yeah these yeah. cowboys were definitely <laughs> drunk and stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's do it. Can, can we do a WTF book of our own quotes? Yes. Savvy sayings. Savvy sayings by what the sassy what sayings. The fuck crew? <laughs> sassy sayings. Words of wisdom by what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> That's perfect. It probably sell more than anything else we've no ever shit. done. No <laughs> shit. We just put a horse head on it or something, and then we can all write it off. As, you know. What was that show? Remember uh, Saturday Night Live? Where like deep thoughts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. By something handy. I, yeah, um, yeah. What's his name? Handy, handy. I'm trying Jack to handy. Jack handy. Jack Handy. Deep, deep thoughts. thoughts. I am. Gosh darn it! People like me. <laughs> this is a good one for gold cowboys. Whiskey makes a man see double and feel single. Yeah, again, drunk mm. and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to get my hands on that book. Now I'm starting to feel like Glenn's just picking bad ones. Wild <laughs> horses are dangerous at both ends. It's true. How much was this book? Five dollars. It was only five dollars. So. Who pro who published it? I don't, uh, Jennifer bought it. She made me buy it. Oh, she Jennifer, made you buy I it. love you, but that was that was probably not. It was in Fort Worth. We had to buy something in Fort Worth. I mean, and I have like twelve cowboy Navajo, hats. So. <laughs> like twelve cowboy hats, and you it have, rained a lot of the time. Wait, wait, who has twelve cowboy hats? You? I do. I have a lot of cowboy hats. I wear them to all the conferences, so every year I'd get a different one. And oh. now she won't let me buy anymore. So. I was like, what? <laughs> Tell her to stop buying saddle pads. Tell her when she stops buying saddle pads. All right, you played show and tell. You two talk. I'll get. All, I'll show you all my cowboy hats. Okay. All right. Yay! Hey, I showed you my shoes. Dress up. Dress up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need. You know what we should do? Look Let's that. do a Halloween WTF show. Oh, <gasps> yes, yes. And get dressed we'll up. Dress up. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 that will be fun. Absolutely. Let's I'm supposed it. to be doing a hunter pace on the on the 30th of October with my new horse and my new trainer and my other Ooh. new horse. Um, so I don't know what costumes are gonna are we're gonna have, but we're gonna do costumes. So that's exciting. Yeah. Oh, here comes Glenn. Yeah. I'm just glad my my horse is back from her near death experience where I thought I was gonna have to put her down, and all of a sudden she's like, No, I'm fine. I'm what happened? I, I know. So she, a couple months ago, she, we, I go out in the field or I got in her paddock and she's limping. Like she's had three legs, maybe two. And she was fine like days before. And I'm like, here we go. She dropped weight literally like within two weeks, like dropped, I mean, so much weight. I'm like, it's probably her cancer. I'm going out of hysterics. I take her to the go to the vet for a lameness exam. She's trotting up like it's a goddamn Rolex. And I'm like, I have a video. I have a video of this, this horse, like, <laughs> like dead. Right. Lady. Okay. So this was one I knew yeah, up till this, this point. Right. And then the other day, I'm like, you know, I'll just let it just give her some rest. So like, we don't know. Like, the vets are like, go be the right side, go be the left side. You want to spend more money? I'm like, I'll give it nine months, see what happens. <laughs> like, and I'll get some more supplements and we'll see what happens. The other day, I'm putting her halter on and this bitch body checks me to go to her <laughs> boyfriend out in the field. I'm like, I'm not spending one more goddamn dollar on lameness exams. <laughs> She's out there peeing on the on the boys, running the field. I was like, apparently you're fine. Apparently your medical leave is, is sound. Fine. She was sound. Yeah, yeah. And now sound that we're showing this weekend. I'm like, every time I'm like, I got to bury her. This is it. She's like, no, psych. She's a 22-year-old gray mare. Mm-hmm. 
they're off the track thoroughbred. Um, probably will outlive me at this point, but yeah, it was totally like every time it's just the weight drop. I think the weight drop scared me yeah. the most. Yeah, yeah, but I guess she was just in pain. I was like, mm -hmm, I'm tough. Yeah, you know. I, why can't I why can't I drop weight when I'm in pain? I'm always in pain. That's what I said. I'm in pain. All of a sudden I'm like, oh look, 10 pounds more. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> all right, you okay, want to see all the hats hat before one. we go? Yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. One. Hat number one. Can we vote? You can vote. That's I like hat that number one. one. Okay. This okay. is kind of like wearing the summer. On a scale from one to five, five being rock star awesome. This one is a <laughs> Like he's a robot, <laughs> or like a chicken. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. all right, that was a four. Yeah, uh, this is my uh, going out at night hat. Uh, it's a two. Yeah, two? Right, it's you three, don't like my five. black hat? It's very dusty. I like the first one. So the first one was a the four. first one, my favorite. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I wear the most. Okay, I do like this one for the very formal occasions because you know. I do go yeah, out. I like that very one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a three that's and a half. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. it. I like a lot. It's very um chic. I, 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 I get like it. A small one. I still like <laughs> the first one the best. I think I'm missing a couple. Uh oh, Jen's probably threw them out. <laughs> I do think there's a couple. <laughs> I think I'm gonna like this one. Oh, you're frozen. Missing. This is okay, the not go. cowboy hat. The not cowboy hat. This is the. Uh, this is the just uh, gentleman hat. Huh. Uh, this I like is actually that one. going driving with Wendy like that hat. One. Yeah, that's a that looks like it's your a, Indiana Jones hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like going driving with Wendy. Yeah. Okay, that's a four for me. Yeah. And then this one is the one that our hip friend Jemmy, the only hip friend we have, um, you know, schooled in the ways of the city, made me buy oh, this. I was one. like, well, we're not hip. <laughs> I, no, like, I meant schooled in the ways of the city, friend. <laughs> Got blingy shoes though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not here. And though. I, th I think this one's terrible, and Jennifer absolutely hates it. Will you just put it on? Um, <laughs> no. A, yeah, no not one. you. I like. No, that. it doesn't fit me. Not on you. No, no, no. no, no, no. So that somewhere. would be a one. Yeah. Or zero. No, this is the one. This is the one I wore all podcast movement because yeah, it's comfortable. It fits. I'm going to put that. That goes good. up to a five. Yeah. That goes up to a five. And then and the I other think I have another one of these. But Somewhere. you said you had 12 hats. That was only six hats. No, I can't find some of them. Oh. <laughs> Jen's They're probably around. threw them out. <laughs> she, she probably <laughs> did. She probably threw them out. What, Nikki, what like, do you, too many what do damn you hats. Have, what do you have a lot of <laughs> that you really don't need a lot of? Mm, um, besides saddle pads that are not here, <laughs> horses, people. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pens. I have tons of pens here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, look at your little dragon pen. I, it was actually a unicorn. It used to glow, unicorn. but I don't get it anymore. That's yeah, cute. I have a, a skull one. Yeah, I would say that's a lot of pens, Nikki. Yeah, for well, one from person. All the offices I've been to, I'm like now, like I brought all my office stuff to, like I'm trying to make this my home office. And is that like, like a little oh. witch's broom? What is that? Like your yeah, little yeah, do a witch's broom. You do because because every therapist needs a witch's broom. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then I have. What do you think a therapist is, Glenn? I love Halloween, so I have my Ouija pillow that I I can't wait to bring all my Halloween stuff into my office. Okay, <laughs> who who here is by show of hands or comments? Who here has used a Ouija board and had the shit scared out of them? I've used it, but yeah, I guess uh, you'd be the only one. <laughs> me, me, yeah, scary. 17 years old using the Ouija I board. A, a Ouija mouse pad. 
Yeah. <laughs> and getting and getting um, scared because weird things happened. Use it this show is it. totally off the rails. Totally. <laughs> Do you know what I'm scared of? What? Jennifer brought it up the other day, and I hadn't even thought about it before. And Helena knows this. Helena, I hate trick-and-treaters. I just don't hate the trick-or-treaters. I just hate Halloween <gasps> trick-or-treating oh, thing. I hate I when kids Halloween. knock on the door. I don't want to go over and do it. I just don't want to do it. So, guess where we live now? We lived for eight years in the rural, behind the gate, and now we mm-hmm. live in a neighborhood with a thousand houses. Why do you hate trick-or-treaters? Yeah. Oh, I just hate the whole concept. Why? Why? Let's discuss. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Even the little the... kids with like their little I've bear always costumes. hated it. it Jennifer like will go to the door. Issue. I will hide in the back room. <laughs> I want to know why. Uh, uh, Nikki, you need to analyze him and figure yeah, out what that's the problem what I'm thinking. is. Here. The childhood issue is it? Uh, we used to go trick or treating. I just don't like the whole thing. It's just you don't like thing. people begging. What no, it's not that. It's just, it's just I got to be nice for hours to strange kids in costumes. You don't have to be nice. You just put on your cowboy hat, tell them you're a cowboy, throw some saints, and throw some candy at them. That's like. <laughs> a, or just put a big bowl with a well, candle. I'll out. tell you where it was. I was traumatized okay. when we did our acting company or at the Renaissance fairs. We mm-hmm. would have what was called Nipperkin Days. And that's the days at the Renaissance Fair, Pennsylvania Renaissance Fairs, mm-hmm. when they would have special days where they. They would bus the middle schoolers in by the thousands. Ah, and, here it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if I had oh. had one more little boy ask if my sword was real, I was going to cut his head off with it. So, um, you know, so you I said you were flooded. So is that what it is? You were flooded. With sword? <laughs> That's it. Go it's back sword to, issues. Let's go back to sword issues. <laughs> but I mean, you're you're there as a public figure. You're an actor. Why would all of those kids and or people repeatedly asking you the same question bother you? Oh, I just hated the whole thing. I hated Nifrican Wars. Okay. I just don't like middle school age kids. I guess I don't know. Okay. Uh, they have the little kids that are dressed up real cute, like ah, could you a treat? So cute. You scare them. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be. I got to figure out how I have to hide this year now. Oh, you're gonna be one of those. Or it's like mm, we don't do. Holidays. However, for Christmas, <laughs> like, I finally have pennies. a house Whatever I can decorate the pennies. outside of, like Tim Taylor, that somebody will actually see. Unlike the last house we lived in, I can decorate the hell out of this one. And Jennifer's over there cringing right now. I can tell. I, Does now, Jen that not would like be Halloween fun. too. But that's going to draw what? more kids to your house. No, but th- I'm thinking Christmas is when I can decorate. Oh, I love oh. decorating for Christmas, and I've never had a house I could decorate that anybody would actually see. So this year I can decorate like crazy. And Jennifer's I over like there going, oh, my God, the Home Depot bill was. Like, are you going to be like um, Tim Taylor? Yeah. Mark? You yeah. can be like, be like Tim Taylor. Clark. <laughs> no, Clark. Yeah, Clark Griswold. Clark Griswold. Oh, Clark, yeah. I'll be like Clark. <laughs> Yeah, or you can be like Tim Taylor. What's the guy? He's going to have a great Wilson. big Santa and sleigh on the roof. <laughs> oh, see, I, you know what? I have to say, the only time I get any kind of Christmas spirit was when you had the uh, radiothon because I'm a Grinch. I don't really. Well, like I will say I like for anybody Halloween. that's lasted this long that we are looking at having it again this year, but we're looking at cutting it back to six hours. So I'm kind of thinking instead of 12, we'll do six and maybe do it on the Sunday so more people can actually watch instead of the Monday. So do it from from three in the afternoon to nine at night. So we're catching more people. Um, Can you do a live stream? Can you do a stream yard? (laughs) 
Um, did that? Did that just paralyze? What happened? The timing of that was perfect. You just shut him down. He's like, <laughs> I have a way of doing that to Glenn. <laughs> he had to reset. <laughs> I was like, that's so it. yeah, I'm thinking we can inside. we can do Facebook Live this year. Like we can do Streamyard and do the whole thing. I think okay. it'd be fun. And you do, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, who so hates trick or treaters? Somebody hates trick or treaters. Yes, I hate trick or treaters too. I, I don't know who that is, but I love you. I love that Carol. Who is horse and pony skeletons? Who is it that hates trick or treaters? We can get together and go out that night. <laughs> I broke. I broke Glenn. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Um, Claire, <laughs> that's perfect. Come down to Ocala. We'll head over to the world. Of, oh, they'll probably have trick or treating over there. We'll find some place oh. that has no trick or treaters, and we'll go out. All right, let and me we'll ask leave you Jennifer a home. Yeah. When would you be doing the? We can't call it Radiothon anymore. We have to call it like Why? something else, like Holidaython or something. Well, it was always the Holiday Radiothon. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Now oh. who's slowing the uptake? <laughs> so it's like half a thon. <laughs> Half-a-thon? <laughs> half-a-thon. Like How about the, non- the non-Halloween-a-thon? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, trick or treat. We'll come up with the war. You know, hey, if the rest of the world is pivoting and things are changing, we can go with it and we can come up with a new name for our holiday explosion of fun <laughs> and awesomeness. Half-day holiday. <laughs> half-day holiday. Hmm. <laughs> I do think a video would be good this year. I do think that would add something. Yeah, yeah. Because it's Christmas, and we can all we all dressed up anyway. Can you can you like have a a guest um, uh, person? Like, so let's say, for example, it's like the three of us. Could you invite one of the listeners to appear? Oh, we can have ten people on at a time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And so we could have still, you know, I think maybe some of the big name guests are still going to have to be recorded, but we could record them on Zoom or video and then just play the video because um, right. they might not be available at that time. So we can just play it. You know, it's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. But it would be fun to have like a surprise pop up guest. Yeah. So everybody would have to watch and tune in because you never know who's going to show oh. up. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good idea, right? There. I don't do I know any more. They stars? have to show up and say trick or treat just because. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll dress up as middle schoolers, Mickey. And then I can turn <laughs> out the lights and hide in the back room. Yeah, yeah. Just put a bowl out, please. Just put a bowl like, of candy out. I like Snickers and Almond Joys and Milky Ways. So the next what the fuck, everybody has to put a sword question in there because that would be amazing. <laughs> note we're gonna end this night (laughs) for any of you that's hung around this long god bless you you needed life Uh, (laughs) we've been here for an hour and 15 minutes we answered that that surprises you (laughs) we we answered the questions in like 30 minutes and we've just been bullshitting ever since (sighs) anyway that's it yeah, all right. Right. I guess we gotta wrap it up. Oh, yeah. hey, you guys are awesome. I love. I wish I could see the names, though. I know. Yeah. Like, why can't we see their names? Well, because it's in a private room, and they have to right up there. 
when you're watching this, there's a place where you can give permission for your names to be shown because it's a private room. Okay. So that's, and some people have done that, like Obi's done yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some people have it, done it. And, okay. Okay. And then some people might want to stay anonymous. That's fine too. I was just Yeah. Wondering. And if you uh, missed any part of this, like somebody just said, you can, well, I'll put the whole thing out on audio. Maybe not the end part where we're trying on hats. That wouldn't make so much sense. That's but. the best part. Yeah. Hey, and, and for everybody who's here and offered their advice about me stepping into the show ring for the first time, thank you so very much. I have to say that the auditor group is the place I go to mm-hmm. when I need a real answer or I need support. Or and- kicked in the ass. And or kicked in the ass. That's when I come to you and Jennifer, honestly. Um, so a huge thank you to all of the auditors, the entire community. Every time I ask for help, you guys are always there. No questions asked. I know Nikki will show up with her boxing gloves and her helmet. Absolutely. Taking did I, did, out. Did, Nikki, did I ever, were you around for the, um, for the story when Sissy Finn and I showed up, we were horse shopping? And we got into a I fight. I think so. I I'll have to tell that not again. That one. You tell that one again. God, that's been years. That yeah, that was. A, but that's where the. Um, oh, I'm next, next W two F. You have to tell that at the beginning. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, God, that's been years. Yeah, I know. All right, and that's all it. right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Helena, if you could hold on after that would be great. Yes, uh, yes. Just have to Good talk night. to you real quick, Nikki. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right, love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.